Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. My name is Vicky. I host this podcast and I run Social Work Sorted training and consultancy. I provide online training, written guides and online and in-person training for local authorities and universities. And if you're interested in any of those things or anything else about Social Work Sorted, there are some links in the show notes that will be helpful for you to take a look at. I'm going to share this podcast today. This is a recording of an Instagram live that I did and I'm actually taking a very short break from social media at the moment and it it felt or it feels a little bit uncomfortable for me to be honest because Social Work Sorted started on Instagram and the community that is growing and developing all came from Instagram. It's a huge part of what I do and I quite often or I try to as often as possible host Instagram lives essentially just a live version of a podcast but I started to think there's a lot of people who don't follow me on Instagram and maybe only check in with the podcast or find me in other places so I've started to record those live versions so if you would rather watch this then I'll put the link in the show notes but yeah I'm going to start to record them going forward because I know I like to have podcasts to listen to on the go but also in terms of accessibility I know that I don't always get captions on Instagram lives whereas recording a podcast enables me to produce a transcript this is that's just a little reminder because you might listen to this and think it sounds familiar in which case you may have already watched it last week but you'll probably get something out of it different if you are listening to it again. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, then you are so welcome in my tiny little corner of the internet. And if you enjoy this podcast, if you've enjoyed other episodes, then I would ask that you rate and or leave a review. Please don't underestimate the difference that it makes for me in terms of understanding what you need, how I can best support you. It supports me to be able to continue creating this podcast and providing as much information as I can for you for free. So yeah, it takes a couple of minutes to rate and review or if you have a specific piece of feedback that you want to share or a reflection that you've had on listening to the podcast, then you can send me an email. Again, all my details are in the show notes, but I do love to hear from you and I love to hear your feedback about the podcast as well. So I will leave that there. Here is the recording. I'm going to talk about feedback and feedback loops because it is so important as a newly qualified social worker to embed the idea of feedback as a regular practice into your practice. I'm going to start with telling you about the best feedback, some of the best feedback I ever got. I worked with a young person who we kind of had already an established relationship and I wanted to get some feedback about my practice so I gave the young person my lanyard and said go on do an impression of me and the young person uh, was really confident anyway but put the lanyard on and then did a really exaggerated tilt of the head to the side and started to do an impression of me going okay okay and it was really funny because we had that established relationship anyway. It was a really nice mirror into my most annoying traits. And it was a really useful method for me to seek feedback and for us to talk about that further. Because I was able to say, oh my God, is that what I look like? That must be so annoying. And they said, yeah, it really is. But then we were able to unpick what, what was annoying. And it was annoying because I was saying, okay, 
and things weren't okay. And I was unable to reflect back, do you know what, sometimes I don't know what to say and I don't want to not respond to you. So I'm saying the word okay to let you know that I've listened, but obviously that's just really annoying because it's not okay and I'm using the wrong words. So we could talk about it and we came up with the idea that I wouldn't go okay, okay. I would just nod my head or I would say, I hear you. That piece of feedback then impacted the rest of our relationship. And had I not sought that out, had I not thought about ways to ask for that feedback that wasn't, I wouldn't have got that from a feedback form. Had I not then sought that out and and had those conversations about it, that could have impacted my relationship with that young person, which was already, I would say, a good relationship. But you wanna be able to have a relationship with people where they can tell you the things that you do that might annoy them. And without you getting personally offended, you can say, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that. Let's do something different. That is the power of getting feedback. You, well, I I definitely think I learned the most as a newly qualified social worker and experienced social worker by asking for feedback from the people that I worked with and not just seeing that as being something formal, something that they had to fill in, but making that regular, you know, did that question make sense? How did you find that meeting? you know that visit we had last week, I came away and I felt like it didn't go very well. What could I do differently next time? Just being really open and transparent about it helps build those relationships and breaks down the barrier of you versus somebody else. It's about that kind of co-creation in action. I know feedback can be very intimidating sometimes and the idea of of seeking feedback. So I have thought about three reasons why you don't seek feedback as a new social worker, the things that will be stopping you, and then three ways that you can go on to seek feedback if it's something that you would like to do, but you're feeling a bit nervous about. The first reason that would stop you from seeking feedback is a fear of criticism. Being really afraid that somebody is gonna say something horrible and it's really gonna hurt your feelings. Sometimes you can ask for feedback and you might get a personal response that isn't about your practice, it isn't about something that you're doing at work, it might be something that is intended to offend or upset you. However, that chan- the chances of that happening, I think, if you start to create this feedback culture, are minimal. And by not asking at all, just because you think there might be something bad, you are missing out on an amazing learning opportunity. The second thing that might stop you from asking for feedback is a lack of confidence because it can be quite nerve-wracking to ask somebody for feedback, particularly in children's social work when the power dynamics are so complicated, you know, the impact of, or somebody might feel quite scared to give you feedback because they might think it might impact on the service that they receive from, you know, from social care. So, In terms of building that confidence, it will happen if you make it a habit, if you keep building up to do it, if you think about things that you can say or scripts that you can use and practice those before you then go into the moment of asking somebody for feedback. The third thing that will stop you from asking for feedback is just not knowing how to ask. So coming back to some of those ways, some of those things I talked about at the start, feedback doesn't have to be in a form. It can be you asking questions. It can be you asking a young person to do an impression of you which will definitely thicken your skin. So think about more creative ways that you can ask for feedback. It might not even be you that that gets the feedback if that's something you're worried about. I'm gonna talk through, then if that's you, if you're having those issues or you feel like those things come up for you when you think about feedback, three things that you can do to build up your confidence, to get you asking feedback as a habit, something that you were doing every single day, not seeing it as something that's completely isolated. 
The first thing that you need to think about when you are looking at how to ask for feedback is being clear on the reason why. Why do you need the feedback? You need to let somebody know why you need the feedback. I ask for feedback from my training, my masterclasses, from anything that I do on Instagram, to be honest, because I want to be better at what I do. I want to help more people. I want to make sure that what I do is hitting the mark for you. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is something that's going to help you, not just now, but through the rest of your career. So if you know that, then you're more likely to be able to give me feedback because you know it's going to help you, but it's also going to help other people in the future as well. So when you're talking to somebody that you're working with about feedback, be clear. Are you asking these questions because you want to be a better social worker? Are you asking these questions because you want to work in a better way with them? You want to make sure that you can help their family. You don't want to annoy them. You know, be honest about the reasons why you're asking for feedback and what that feedback or what will happen with that feedback. How will it be used? The second thing to think about is being open about the challenges of feedback. So I talked about before, you know, those power dynamics in social care. I've worked with children, with young people, with families who are afraid to give honest feedback because they think they will be treated differently. And maybe they have been treated differently in the past because of feedback that they have given. You know, be open about those challenges. Say when something is difficult, know what the outcome could could possibly be. You know, reassure people of what will happen when they give feedback. Can they do something anonymously? Can they tell somebody else rather than tell you if it's about you? If they are having a hard time, sometimes that feedback might come across as personal. And I'll probably do a separate live and podcast about how you deal with that when the feedback is is difficult for you to hear or for you to read. But I think talking about the challenges of that is the first step. Don't just ignore the power imbalance that is there. Don't ignore the the nerves that come up for, for people when they are asked to give feedback. Maybe they've never been asked before as well. You have to think about that. They might not have been asked by anyone else in their um, lives that is working with them in a certain way. What do you think? So it can be quite intimidating. The third thing to think about is how you frame things because the questions you ask will impact the responses that you get. If you ask a question, what are my three biggest weaknesses as a social worker? You are going to be met with your weaknesses. Now that might be okay, but if you ask a question on what is the most helpful thing I could do for you right now, or if you think about anybody that has worked with your family, who was the most caring? What did they do to show you that they cared? How could this meeting be better? If I was going to go into another family's home, what are the things that you would advise me to do that would make them feel comfortable and a little bit more calm? So if you take time to think about the questions that you ask, that will inform the responses that you get. And with the responses, you can then take action. If all your questions are focused in a a negative light, then the responses that you get will be more negative and you might not be able to do as much with them. So just think about all those, the different ways that you can ask a question because there are so many. Be creative. So again, think about that story. There are different ways to ask feedback. You don't necessarily have to use a form. People could record something if they don't necessarily want to write anything down. They could record just an an audio or a voice note. They could speak to somebody else from your team. They could speak to somebody else that they're working with outside of social care. There are lots of different things that people can do to share their feedback with you. If you are working with children, 
And again, you have to be really careful about, you know, the, the power imbalances and the implications of them giving feedback. You can ask for pictures, you can use different crafts, you can use puppets. I've done things before where you have two puppets and one of them is a social worker and one of them is a child. And the child might show you how they want you to engage with them. I don't know like the word engage, but they will show you how they want to be spoken to and the kind of things that they want to do. So try and think outside the box. Often those things don't take as much time as they do confidence to try them and if something goes wrong in the way that you ask for feedback it's just a learning experience so just make sure that being afraid of it doesn't stop you from actually doing it because even one tiny piece of feedback is better than nothing because it is something to move forward from what i would like to challenge you to do then this week or next week is make feedback a habit so go to somebody that you are working with if you're in practice as a newly qualified social worker ask for feedback from a family that you work with think about the why explain to them why you want feedback explain to them what you're going to do with that feedback what the implications of that feedback would be ask them how they would like to give that feedback you know do they want to fill in a form do they want to talk to you do they want to talk to somebody else and just yeah go and ask those questions think about the things that you want to know think about the areas of your practice that you want to build and see what happens you won't know until you ask And in the spirit of thinking about feedback, as I always ask at the end of everything, if you follow Social Work Sorted, if you either follow on Instagram, if you listen to the podcast, if you access different blogs through the websites, and there is anything that you want to share in terms of feedback, what I could do differently, things that I could do better, resources that you really need, the challenges that you are facing, problems that you want to help me solve, you can let me know, you can give me that feedback and I will use it to create more free resources for you, to do lives like this, to make podcasts, to think about guides that I'm gonna do in the future, to inform training that I do in the future, to inform a wider message to social work leaders about what new social workers need. So yeah, if you want to give and share that feedback, you can send me a DM, you can go to the website um, and complete a little contact form or you can send me an email. And if you are taking on this challenge, if you're going out and asking for some feedback this week, then let me know how it goes, whether it is difficult, what the challenges are that come up, what works well with it, you know, what you learn from asking for that feedback. Try and be brave about it. And if you want a separate podcast about how you then manage feedback when it does feel difficult to read or to hear, then let me know that as well. Thank you all for joining. I didn't expect that many people to be jumping on and waving. But yeah, if you... I'm losing my train of thought now because I'm watching everybody. Oh, from Australia. That's so lovely. Yeah, if there's anything else that will be useful, let me know. I hope you all have a lovely day. Take care. And thank you for joining from all over the world. Thank you so much for listening. You can tell at the end of that Instagram live there, I started to get distracted by the comments of where people were joining from, but I hope that was helpful for you. And as I said within that, if it will be helpful to have another podcast in and around managing difficult feedback or feedback that feels a bit more challenging, then please let me know and I will put something together for you. As I do at the end of every podcast, I would encourage you to Take a minute or two or five, depending on how much time you've got, for yourself and just start that with a tiny pause. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable. 
or just focus on something in the room around you and know that you can come back to this little pocket of calm whenever you need to. Thank you so much for listening and take care.